0: Welcome to Fifth Wheel Mafia, Tyler Nichols here, Mr. Brandon on the board, RC. We've got our guests here, Mr. Cash and uh, John A. Reddick's in the background. Mr. Cash, what's going on, sir? Just come by to visit with y'all. Appreciate you
1: stopping by. Yes, sir. So well, are, We are located, of course, like Tyler said, Fifth Wheel Mafia located inside of Integrity Trucks of Texas. Uh, behind the glass today, listening in, John A. Reddick's. It's going to be hard for him not to break through that glass. He's always want to be a, a walking and a talking and a rooting and a tooting and doing something. But you're right, Mister Nichols. We do have uh, Mister Peterbilt himself. Mister Peterbilt. Yes, I have heard story after story from David Smith about how this man—he's either walking on water, or he knows where the rocks are. I don't know, but he's here today, putting him on the spot. Mister Cash, take it away.
2: Uh, you just started out a deal that I can't even follow up. You okay. can do it. I right? oh, got, you got it. it. You got it. Just tell us a little about yourself. Where are you
1: from? How you got started? Where do you think trucking's going to go in the future?
0: Oh, we're already hurting RC. We got to slow down on them
2: topics. <laughs> I know it.
1: Dadgummit. Dadgummit. Let's start with, we'll start with <laughs> one.
2: Let's start with one. It where are you was, from? Where are you from? So I grew up, I was born in El Paso and grew up in Big Spring, Texas. But I guess my passion for trucks My father was killed when my mother was pregnant with me, so her best friend was a lady named Sarah Robinson, and some people that listen to this will know Pete Robinson and Sonny Campbell from El Paso, so as a young child, Sonny Campbell and Pete Robinson was basically my mentors and my, kind of helped my mother raise me, and of course all my uncles drove for Sonny Campbell or drove for Pete Robinson, and my real father had drove for them, and so, I mean, I, Pete Robinson tells the stories all them wrecked trucks behind Sunny Campbell's yard at the Petro in El Paso. I put more miles on them after they're wrecked than any driver ever put on them <laughs> while they're running. But right. that's what I did as a kid, you know. And and uh, I just I I love trucks. I mean, there was there was no two ways about it. And and the the great thing about it is my mother married another man when I was three years old that had drove for Pete Robinson. So stepdaddy, but raised me around the same people i have been with my whole life. And uh, now Pete Robinson pulls a trailer for CW Square. So 49 years of, you know, them types of people in my life. Strong family ties. And, and it's a passion. I mean, it, sure. I, might, I tell my boys today i got to want to be 16 in a couple of weeks and one is 13. Do you want to be in a trucking business? And they're like, I don't know. And I said, then you don't want to be in a trucking business. That's I right. Mean, It's people get in the trucking business and most I guarantee if you're going to be successful, even though the margin's pretty small, you better be in love with it. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for anything else. You better love it.
1: And that's being away from home, being over the road, missing holidays, graduations, funerals, weddings. Everybody wants to miss a funeral, but. I assume that's what you're talking about. When you gotta love it, you gotta go out there on the road. You can't make a living sitting in the recliner watching the truck sit there in the front yard.
2: I tell I tell guys that work for me all the time, you're a truck driver, not a truck parker. I mean yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it is. It and it hey, it sucks. And my daddy used to tell me all the time when I thought I wanted to be in this business, and I said, Man, but man, listen to all them stories you tell, man. It's so fun. He goes, dude. I'm telling you, like, 11 stories that was compiled over 50 years. Right. It, the times ain't that good that often, you know. But, you know, and, and fortunately for me, I mean, I drove a truck. Uh, there was a guy named Ron Schooler in Amarillo years and years ago. He's passed on, but his nephew, Tom, and his daddy uh, knew I had the passion. Mm. and And I grew up, I mean, my daddy was a truck driver. We didn't have nothing, you know, and... And I, they knew I wanted a truck, and Maurice Scooter co-signed for my first truck in the oh. late '90s. Guy didn't even hardly know me; he just, he just knew that I loved it. He, uh, could,
1: he could see that in you. He and you can then now with that in you, you can see that in others.
2: Yeah, and it's I've probably, of course, I worked for Rodman and Frisco, and uh, I worked for Alan Ritchie. Uh, I worked for, but in 2014, I started CDB Square, and since I started CDB Square, I've probably financed or given 10 trucks away. Wow. Just, guy works for me for a long time, he's a good hand, you want a truck, okay, let's buy it, make a go of it, when the truck's paid off on my, on my books, I'll just hand you the title, and done that for a couple guys, and then other guys come to me, and they go, hey, I got this much money down. We help them get a truck, and I go buy them a truck, and we start a partnership. Because I look at that as you – it's a revolving door. Drivers are a revolving door all the time. And if you can figure out a way to create a relationship between you and your driver or you and your owner-operator or you and whoever you have to deal with mm-hmm. to where you both have skin in the game and a long-term relationship, then both of you are going to win or both of you are going to lose. you are going to lose, yep. But you're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: great. Uh, that is, I applaud you for that, and I, I appreciate. 100%. You know, it, it is a passion that you got to be in love with. You have to I mean, love it, hundred percent. I, I I went the easy route and bought a truck and tried to stay local and run gravel because I didn't want to go the hard route, and uh, I failed. But it's tough.
2: I still like it. I don't love it, but I like it. I've got but, I've got a shop full of them now. Yeah. I don't have to drive one very much. Yeah, but. If it's sitting in my shop and it's quote unquote mine, which not a driver's not whatever yeah. it's mine. Yeah, it's nice because I love it. Sure. You know? And I'm not a guy that's going to get a Freightliner Coronado and go pull a freight van. I'm not. Go. That's I, right. I, I got a guy.
1: Are you saying you don't have any Volvos on <laughs> there? I do not no have no a Volvos. <laughs> in internationals.
2: I, I tell you one thing, I do have, and Dave and Peterbilt have to forgive me, but I do have a Freightliner Classic XL flat top. And it is a really cool old truck. Yeah. So anything cool, I'm a fan of. Sure.
1: Well, you're, uh, you're a fan of us, in fact. Yeah,
2: you. yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, back back to what you're saying. I, I I've thought about that a lot since we got in this dealership. Here is how do we get these people that want to own a truck in a truck? It is the hardest thing. They make it that hard for somebody to get in their own truck and be their own boss. And I we 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 spun our wheels. We even looked at how can we legally raffle these trucks away you know next to what you're doing which is great and i've thought about personally one day is like you just said if i've got five people i know that want a truck i could help them finance it one day it's going to help me it's going to help them it's going to help the whole country run because the banks won't touch them they won't touch them and it's a it's a terrible thing banks you are listening out there y'all are bad people but uh
2: and the insurance is bad. That too. There's yeah. there's a ton of people that want in this business. Yeah. And, and they, they call me all the time. And good, young, uh, vocational-minded people. No trucking experience. Been around them their whole lives. Mm-hmm. They've been around cattle. They've da-da-da-da-da. But insurance says we're not touching them. Yeah. We'll hire this guy that worked for Joe Blow Freight Company. And he's got four years' experience, but... I mean, he, he's no good, but we'll hire him because he's got three years experience over this guy over here that knows how to maintain a truck, knows how to drive a truck, knows how to respect the customer. So the insurance company don't look at the person. No. And that's a problem. Right. So
0: what,
1: So you might know, you might not. So July the 31st would be our first class here for CDL driving. It's all done through NCTC. It's a four-week course, I believe. So we can bring in a student fifty years young, twenty-one years young. They finish the course out here. I want to make sure at that, that third week when they we get that diploma, how do I help them get a job? What can I do for a job fair? People like yourself come in. Would you interview the drivers as for us? As try to help them get in the business.
2: Well, see, I still I run into the same issue: is insurance. I like him, great guy. Yeah, my insurance won't touch him. I can't do nothing about it. Uh, Personally, if you take a guy that's driven a farm truck, and I can go to my insurance company and say, look, man, he run under the ag exemption since he's 18 years old. He didn't leave Texas. I talked to the farmer. I know the farmer. I know X, Y, Z. Will you let me hire him? They'll let me hire him on a probation. Mm -hmm. And, And most of the time, that guy turns out better, more productive, happier, than the Joe Blow that came from the mega carriers. You don't, I mean, and I hate to say it, but you don't want those guys. They don't no. even know how to check tire pressure. You
0: no, know? they just know how to hold that steering wheel. That's well,
1: the, the team drivers that we had Monday, we received a load over at our other location. They were team drivers. The freight had to come that way because they wanted it really fast. But I think they were team drivers because they both wore headsets. When one was backing up, the other guy was on the headset at the back of the trailer, telling him which way to turn the wheel. He was speaking Russian or Swahili or whatever it was. But he looked at me and he goes, "New driver." Thinking, "Oh hell, better back up and hit the building," you know.
2: But I. But they do them grants now from foreign countries to bring in here drive trucks, but they won't help our own guys do it.
1: So that is true. We've we've heard that. We've seen it. I was hoping that it wasn't true. It's true. Because we're having trouble. I want to get the J.B. Hunts, the Box, those big major players to try to give these young men and women a scholarship to go and get this CDL. $5,000 is a lot of money. That's right. And when you're looking at just forking it over, uh, that's tough. And if, if we could set up a scholarship for some of these students, say, okay, you get the first two weeks in – We'll give you that first $2,000, pay that side of it off. Um, so the insurance, to get
2: on your insurance or anybody's insurance, what's those requirements? It's a standard deal, 23 with two years yeah. experience, but where do you did, get it? And I yeah. hate to Can't get a CDL to go interstate until you're 21. So basically they're saying at 21 you have to go interstate in order to be eligible at 23, but nobody will hire you, you at 21. 21. So – Mm-hmm. It's kind of a double edged sword. Now, I, and and don't get me wrong, I, I have a good rapport with my insurance, and if if I'll go to bat for a guy, very seldom do I get told no. Now, they better be squeaky clean. That MVR better be spotless, right. and I better have some ammunition of their background and who they are.
1: Almost needs to be a family friend, a cousin.
0: Uh, a friend of another that's very reputable. There, some know. type of relationship
2: along yeah. the line, yes, sir.
0: Well, that's good. I'm glad we're touching this because it's something I've always thought about is don't you feel like the truck industry is just being corporatized? I mean, it's they're trying to shove the little guy out. They want me gone. I mean, There's that's no how they have done it around. in every other business, and yeah. I feel like this is, that's why I got into it personally because it was the only thing I could see that didn't cost a quarter million dollars for me to go work for myself, and that's why I did it. A hundred percent. And Now, when I got in, I got involved, and I started learning more about it. It's like, man, they're just making it to where you can't even make it. It's tough.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: why are they trying to push those guys out? Like you said, that's to me. We've got to move America. So, what's the best way to
2: move America is with Americans. And but Americans, I mean, we're we're Americanized. We like the new Chevy pickups. We like the brick homes. Them guys coming from them other countries, they're not sport like us. Yeah, and I know sports are. A harsh way to say it, but we're spoiled. No,
1: for 100%. I've been spoiled since I was, yeah. Mom and Daddy come by here today. I'm 42 years young. They want to see baby boy. And by God, I give them the time of day to you right. know, have lunch with them. So that, I mean, because I see those guys, you know, they'll cut a hole in the floorboard of that Volvo.
2: Five of them.
1: <laughs> if they're not letting it go through the hole, they're trying to climb through the hole to get in the cab. So – you're right,
2: and is it? And, you know, I and I'll tell you another thing, and this is strictly opinion, just, I mean, I told you all where my roots were and where I came up through the ranks, but I don't see 14, 15, 18, 23-year-old kids love it. Now, in the 60s and 70s, it was pretty prestigious to drive a truck. Uh Pretty decent money. It, it compensated you staying away from your family. It, it wasn't horrible. It was out of the environment. It was, you know, kind of, I mean, my daddy drove trucks with even no air conditioner in them, but it was still better than the alternative. But you, you, don't, you don't have that today, the society. Mm. And I, if y'all don't care if I drop names, I'll get on a pet peeve of mine. But go ahead. You take Bucky's for an example, mm-hmm. they're labeling truck drivers as trash. Yeah. They didn't wake up one morning and dream that up. Somebody no. somewhere has pissed off an executive for Bucky's, sure, and they have a right to feel that way. Oh sure. yeah,
0: I've noticed that sign in their yard. Yeah. Right.
2: So somehow we have to change society's mindset and I don't know how we do that, but we have to change the mindset. You know, people in a, in a four-wheeler, I don't like trucks when they get in front of me, so they try to run a car off the road to get around a truck or they pull out in front of a truck to keep the car, but when the truck goes too fast they're on the phone with the cops saying the trucks drive too fast what, what what do you want from him you know yeah. and and that's the image society has and and that's not true that's not who they are i mean it at one time cdb square we had 86 guys and and i hired spoke to shook hands with every single guy that worked for me and and my position on the thing was, if if I don't like you and I don't get the warm and fuzzy, my wife and kids are out there on the street. I'm not going to put you in one of my trucks. I'm not doing it. And you take these mega carriers; you're just a number, just oh boys. yeah, ID number. Roll them through there, and and then at, at the end of the day, you take a 19 or 20, 21 year old kid, and I mean, look around the pictures on the wall. Who, what 19 year old kid shouldn't be in love with one of these trucks? I mean, they're they're beautiful pieces of art, and they're super cool. And society today just looks at it and goes, "They're making too much money." No, they're they're doing without to have nice things because they enjoy, they love, they have the passion.
1: Yeah. Like you said, I grew up driving a bean truck, sitting on a bucket, shifting. May have been three on the tree, may have been in the floor, may have been a Flintstone truck, peddling that joker, praying it might stop. I mean, I'm looking for the nearest tree. Slow down, bump into it, and get out. Yes, sir. Yeah. But that that was 15, 16, 17, 18. Go to college a little bit.
0: Figure it out. But I, it's not the same. It's not. No, it's just like the, the, the infamous picture of a Harley next to a kid on an electric scooter. You know, motorcycles used to be cool, and now they ride electric scooters. It's,
2: I, I don't know what we've done. As a as a society, I mean it's trucking's hard. Yeah, I mean it's it's just hard, and a, a good one knows he's good. He's good at it, and he's humble and he's quiet. So you take those types of guys, and, and to me, I mean I'm 49 years old, but a Pete Robinson of the world, or you know a Brooks Carroll, which y'all probably don't know so many people, but. They're they're my dad's generation type people, but to me, man, I look at them guys and go, man, I know you drove two fifty Cummins with no air conditioners and run Florida to California. I mean, you're a different breed, man. You're yeah. tough. You're tough.
1: Do they even do the James Brown turnaround anymore? <laughs> right. I mean, that's what that's what it was. And, tough. and and now, if we did the James Brown turnaround back then, we might do the the Joe Biden fall down these days.
2: It's you know,
1: it's not the same.
2: I tell my two boys, which want to be sixteen in a couple of weeks, and other than thirteen, and they right now I'm sitting here with y'all, and they're in the shop working. That's so, good stuff. I mean, uh, boys, I got to go. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. I'll be back in a little while, and they don't gripe. They don't complain. They, I pay them for it because I believe that a kid needs to earn some money. But hell, it's 105 he, degrees outside, and he's right. working. Reward him for it so he doesn't hate work.
1: But he's going to appreciate that That's later. Right.
2: And he will. But and
1: he'll know the understanding of that dollar.
2: And it's, I tell my boys all the time, hey, man, it's a double-edged sword when y'all grow up. Because with the work ethic and the desire and the and the things that you have within you, you can run this country. You can do anything you want. You'll never be without a job. You can pick your potion. I mean, it's it's going to be that way, but... The, the dull side of that sword is you're going to be dealing with some idiots, man. <laughs> 100%. 100%. It's going to be tough to deal with them people. It's So Tyler and I,
1: we started back in the Goodyear days, and there's uh, some crazy stories out there. Uh, whether we're on the side of the road at 2 o'clock working on a truck or if a guy says, you know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. He calls in. He goes, man, I'm on the side of the road right here by exit 2. Going to need a little more information. Yes, sir. Oh, What's wrong, man? I got a tire problem. No kidding. You call the tire store. You know? And now I think it's gotten a lot worse with, like you said, these major carriers. They don't, they don't teach how to change the oil, check the oil. Might bump the tires. But if it don't crank from the seat, they're taught to call somebody. That's it. And five, 10, 15 years ago, if it didn't crank from the seat, you got out. Even if you try to call somebody, but throw them a thumb ride or get on a CV,
0: it's, it's just different. Uh, and more than likely, they like, had a toolbox with them back then. They were trying to fix it. Well, but.
2: I, I preach that all the time, too, though. I think another thing, it's great because I can text, I can call, I can look at GPS, everything from this device. That's right. But the negative part of that is truck driver's driving down the road. He's bored. His mind's wandering. He's constantly da, da 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 He's on the phone. He's on the phone. He's calling somebody. He's bugging somebody. I wish that we had the technology we have today, but it was like the 90s when it was charged per minute. <laughs> right.
0: Remember, you'd call oh, somebody,
2: yeah. and you'd be like, get milked by. You know, <laughs> right. There wasn't no conversation. Ain't
0: no 10-cent text <laughs> messages anymore. <laughs>
1: no.
0: Ooh.
2: So we had to wait till.
1: Was it after 7 p.m.? Either the minutes went half price or the price was, but if it was after 9 p.m., it was like you could talk all you want to. Shoot, I'd be sitting there just looking at the clock.
2: <laughs> waiting on waiting it. Waiting on it to call somebody. <laughs> See, I think they already the charged for phone calls and free text. <laughs> I, I it eliminates Eliminate some of that noise. I'd love that. Um, no, let's
0: touch back. Let's finish up on this one. I mean, basically what it is, right, is these big carriers are just like health insurance. They get a better deal. Everything's cheaper, so they get a better deal on their insurance. Allow them to get these drivers that whatever they want to pay them. Makes it hard for a small guy. It's tough. So it's a, it's an insurance thing, and 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 who knows where we're going to be in ten, fifteen years from now.
2: And the other problem is these mega carriers they're they're self insured, right? So mm-hmm. they are not held to the same standard I am, right? Uh, you have to be pretty solid to be self insured. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other level. It's self insured. That's,
0: that's, it's it's kind of like the it's like the Walmart taking over and all the buckies. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the move, of the big powers squeezing the little guy, but,
2: but luckily, through my years in it, I mean, I, I, do I ever see a Mega carry coming in to try to haul cattle? Right, I don't think they'll be successful at it. There's too many moving parts. Uh, and then we haul hazmat. I don't – there's some competitors out there against us right now, and and we can go – I can't even tell you the last time we had a spill, knock on wood. Mm. But they bring in a mega carrier four days ago, 4th of July, we're behind. They bring in a mega carrier. Two spills in one day.
0: Goodness. Were they swift drivers?
2: Not that bad, (laughs) but they were (laughs) – but, you know, they were swoof, not swift. You know, but with, with that being said, that, that company, I suspect, is self insured. Right. They just clean it up and go on. Oh, that's, yeah. What about today? Me hey, hits my lost runs. Dah, 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 dah. I mean, it's a whole different animal.
0: Being a lawsuit. Yeah. So, well, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. I hear you. Now, I, I like, though, that helping drivers get their own truck because, like you said, they got skin in the game. And so they're going to want to do more than hold that wheel. They're they're going to be out there working on their own truck because they know how much it costs to call a tech. They know how much it costs per hour at the shop. That's what we need more of, in my opinion. It, but we need to figure out how we can get them in their own trucks. And we we rack our brains all the time on, like I said, trying to figure out,
2: you know, how we can help those drivers. Let's say you're talking about this four-week truck driving school. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a great thing. But at the end of four weeks, he still don't know nothing. Yeah. No, I you to, you're I mean? exactly yeah. right. So he's still going to be the guy that that I had a driver of mine call me the other day. He said, hey, truck was working fine yesterday. Turn the key, nothing's happened. No, no dash lights, nothing. Truck ain't doing nothing. It's a battery problem for sure. And he checks the batteries. Oh, they're all charged. Everything's good. And I said, then you got a loose." I mean, it's simple as that. And we we go through the steps, and he calls me back. He says, yeah, man, the, the – uh, Ground wire was loose going to the starter, which is your main current to run the mm-hmm. truck. And he said, tighten it up and started." Had I not been talking to the guy I was talking to, I would have just had to say, forget it. Hang it up today. But the driver of mine that I was talking to at the moment, he gets it. And it, it was 110 degrees. He's got the hood over. He's trying to figure it out. He's doing those things because of the passion. But there's some things that that four-week – now, one thing you cannot instill is work ethic and honesty. Yes, but you're right. all the little, the little gadgets, the little learning curves, the little miscellaneous understanding of truck, and they've got these dumbed down freight liners now to where, I mean, it shoots a message to dispatch and says, "What's wrong with here's it? what's wrong with it right yeah. now," which you know, uh, that's a great tool and. I, I think a guy comes out of a four-week truck driving school and goes to work for some of them guys to get the experience. Absolutely, because the other experience you have to have is the customer relations and and understanding traffic and scheduling and timing. And there's so many things that go into it other than just driving a truck that a lot of people don't understand. But at the end of the day, that company, you're going to put a bad taste in his mouth. He's going to come through y'all's program high on life, raring to go. And he goes to work for one of these mega carriers that self-insured that can put him to work to get the experience, and they're going to treat him like Mm -hmm. just another number, second-class citizen. So
1: we, one thing I like about the course is the first week is in the classroom. The three weeks afterwards are all in the shop here on the road. I mean, they start their day in the sleeper, so that's a little bit different than that's just great. classroom. That's right. But uh, the gentleman that's doing it, I think he's probably doing it the most correct way, is classroom, first week, the next three. I mean, he, you start your day in the driver's seat. That's your classroom. He teaches inside the truck. Uh, in his class, he wants uh, four students a truck. I mean, he's talking about putting four students and an instructor in a bunk.
0: I'm like, wow, that's... You're going to get to know each other quickly.
2: So, are they going to actually haul a load or are they just going to tour around? Empty trailer. They got an empty trailer.
1: And one thing in this area, uh, probably in a five mile stretch, we got the busiest interstate, the busiest farm to market road. We got 380. All the traffic around the airport road and Western. Uh, How many docks over there, Ricky? We got 15 docks they can practice at. That's not counting all the other locations. Six thirty in the morning, three thirty in the evening, they'll be faced with peer-built traffic. They'll learn how to downshift quickly, double yeah. clutch, <laughs> right. And that's another thing too. In this class, they don't teach automatic. I don't, I don't think it
2: should be allowed.
1: And uh,
0: <laughs> I'm that's all the complaints I've heard in the last yep. three four years. Is every driver all they can do is drive an automatic? Can't find them with a the manuals.
2: Well, I'd tell you this from, again, growing up, me personally, if I'm driving a Chevy pickup with an automatic or a Chevy pickup with a four-speed, I have a tendency to drive slower with that four-speed because I'm looking ahead. I can tell that light's been green a long time. There's no sense in shifting and going to fourth and then having to do it again. I'm lazy. I'm going to stay in third, ease up there, and then I'm going to stop. So I use, you know, my experiences in life to go, truck drivers don't belong in automatics.
1: Be the first one to tell you. If I get into a manual truck, standard, whatever you want to call it, I don't even touch my phone. I don't text because that's the way I drive. Got one hand on the wheel, even if I'm at, in eighteen and just hammered down. I'll still I leave my hand right there. So that to me eliminates what you're doing with your hands. So
2: you're you're right, and that's all. Mine are six and four, so that drives me crazy for a phone to ring. There ain't nothing I can do about it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just had to ring. It's <laughs> going <had> to ring. <laughs> have to ring. And the funny thing is, that phone always rings when you're coming into town or leaving town. Yes, every true. time.
1: Every time. If you're
2: out on 35 with you know 300 miles to go. That phone don't ring. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Couldn't beg it to ring.
1: <laughs> Looking at it, going, "Is a son of a gun charged?" Do I even mean, have a friend. Do yeah.
0: anybody want to talk to me? <laughs> right. So um, you started your company back in 2014. Is that what I heard? Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Okay. Tell us. Uh, tell us some highlights. Let's, let's get a. Uh, Get some positives on on going to work for yourself, and
2: I, you know, there are several times in my life that 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 I wanted to. after I had my one truck in the nineties. Later on, I worked for people. And points in my life, I wanted to, and it just didn't work, didn't work, didn't work. And I remember talking to my wife, and I said, "She said, I said, we're going to do this." And I had a great job. I mean, I was making great money, and I was really foolish to want to do what I was doing, but. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to pray about this. And she said, what are you going to pray? I said, I'm going to pray for hurdles. Something's going to have to stop me. Yep. I said, the good Lord takes care of fools and children, and I ain't no child. somebody got to put a stop to this. Yeah. So, you know, we, we took off with it, and, and life was grand in the beginning. Uh, we were actually hauling crude oil for Plains All-American Pipeline out in West Texas. And, and uh, he told me, we we're going to pay you at this timeline, da-da-da-da-da. And, and, uh, you got to remember, I quit a pretty good six figure job and life was grand. And my kids were young. They don't understand budget, but they sure understood diet because we didn't go out to eat. We didn't understand nothing, you know? And uh, we was clicking along there and I, receivables are piling up. No money's coming in. And my wife comes to me. She said, We got a problem. What's that? We got $1,700. I said, That can't be all we got. She said, That's all we've got. I said, well, how much of the bills? She said, $33,000. What do they do? She said, well, most of that's payroll, and it's due next Wednesday. And we got 1700 bucks. And I said, well, what's our receivables? She said, 54000 I said, we're in bad shape, ain't we? She said, yeah, we're in bad shape. So it was on a Saturday morning. I was at a kid's birthday party or something, and I called the guy I was hauling for, him, and I said, hey, next week, we're just going to shut this thing down. What do you mean? I said, I mean, I, I can't do it. I mean, I don't have any money, and I explained all the numbers to him. And, and he goes, how do you have that much out in receivables? We're supposed to pay you every week. And I said, I, I don't control your accounts payable. I control my account's receivable, and there ain't none. He's <laughs> controllable. <laughs> and anyway, he said, well, let me look into this. And Wednesday, my wife checked the mail. And we had a check for fifty something thousand dollars. So we made all payroll and had a little twenty thousand plus seventeen hundred dollars to boot for a minute there to live go. off of. <laughs> there you go. And what it a- just took off from there and Good. it was it was phenomenal. I mean uh, at one time C D V Square was the largest third party crude oil hauler in, in the plains, all American pipeline, United States. But for them we we uh Pierce Broach was a, a great ally. Uh, for wh- whatever reason he liked me I don't know why I mean I I met the dude one time and within a few hours he emailed me and he said what can you do can you do the xyz and I'm like yes sir and at his retirement party I hadn't even I wouldn't even crude oil anymore mm-hmm. and I got invited to his retirement party and he stood in front of the executives at, at his retirement party at Plains and he said that guy right there two o'clock in the morning yes sir Two o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, sir. Sunday. Yes, sir. And he said that's why that boy got as big as he did. It wasn't so much his knowledge. It wasn't. It wasn't even who he knew. It wasn't his background. It was nothing. It was yes, sir. His effort. That's, mm-hmm. that's why he got it. So, you know. So we grew up through there, and and cow trucking's kind of always just been my passion. So uh, started that one cow trucker just for something to do, piddling around. And then next thing you know, I had three or four of them and then in the end dump world, a uh, guy called me from end dumps that I'd known through the years and my wife's uncle worked for this guy and I knew him through Rodman and just relationships. And he says, You got any end dumps? I said, No, he said, Go get some. I said, Don't want any. And he said, <laughs> Yes, you do. You're gonna get some end dumps. Come meet me. So I met with him and he goes, I'll finance the whole deal for you, you're gonna get end dumps. I said, I don't need you financing. I don't want end dumps. Give me some drivers. You know, give me some help. Mm. Give me some quality things. And we wound up getting in dumps. <laughs> we, we run in dumps for a while, and then we haul chemical now uh, to wastewater treatment plants. And that was a guy that would, I'd known him. He'd done it for years. When I was at Rodman, i seen him around. And, and he called me one day and said, hey, can I pull a cattle trailer for you? And I said, sure. And he Come on. And got to visiting with him. He said his chemical deal was going away. So what's wrong with it? He said, It's horrible. I don't want to do it anymore. No I said, Would You mind if I talk to him? He's like, Go ahead, but you're going to hate it. I said, I'm going to tell you what, friend, there ain't nothing worse than oil fill. Nothing. So then we started all in chemical. I mean, in the highs and lows of, of all of it, it, it just like my daddy told me years ago. I mean, you there's five good stories for five years of working because it's just, it's working. And, you know, I've met some great people. And and nearly every person that you meet, if you'll show them desire and passion, they're gonna help you. They don't. It's not an obligation. It's just great people generally have a business. Great people have a mission. Great people have an idea. And when a guy comes along and they go, he's an idiot, but I like him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? And I think that's how I got started with Coach. Burning on the board, hundred percent. I mean, that's Pierce Broach uh, liked me for some reason. Well, I don't know. I mean, why.
1: just as country is a truckload of corn. <laughs> but you're not going to out beat him in effort. You can go find somebody smarter. Yep. You can go find somebody to do it faster. Uh, Probably find somebody to go do it cheaper. But for some reason, we like that old boy. And uh, like you said, you call him, yes sir. Even if he don't know yes sir, then he'll go figure it out.
2: But he's going to tell you, yeah, I got you. Figure it out. Figure it out. And that's, you know, I look at the trucking deal now. We're what much smaller now. We got like twenty five trucks, you know. And much smaller. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm thinking twenty five times. T- yeah, that's small. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, it. The company I worked for, I ran three hundred fifty trucks for them. Sure. And then I had eighty, and now twenty five. I mean, it's almost child's play. Yeah. I mean it. It really is, and and now I don't have a dispatcher anymore. No I take care of it all myself. I do it all, and again, that comes back to desire and passion. I mean, there's there's so many things in life, so many problems you can't throw money at it. I mean, it. No. People did. think you can, but I certain things money won't fix it.
1: It's never like that term. Throw money at it, it's not uh, it's not solution. It's and, a band aid and uh, it's it's gum that you put in a hole and Hoover down. That's
0: right. Yeah, the old yeah. saying stays true a lot. It's you want it done right, you got to do it
2: yourself. And there's a lot of truth to that. Or, I mean, I've got one guy that's worked for me. I guess next 20, 2024, he's been with me 20 years. And he can, you can bring me in a room and ask me a question and say, I want you to finish half that answer and leave. And you bring him in the room and say, this is what he answered, finish it for us. And he can, he can do it. tell you exactly what. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know? It's great when you got that kind of help for sure. Yeah, it's hard man. to find, and he's he's a good guy. But you know, if you had a hundred of them, cool. hell, if I had five hundred of them, I'd yeah. have five hundred trucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure, Ain't no problem. No, yeah. it would be.
0: Yeah, it it, it boils back to how they're raised. You know, that's just how it was, where we're at. So
2: foundation, mm-hmm. and it's just like your story earlier about about helping that gentleman get back on his feet. You know, there's people that. I feel like he've done me wrong for whatever reason in the past, and and somebody'll go, man, you hired him back after what he done to you. I'm like, I- I'm bigger than that. Now, if he does it to me twice, we're done. We're done. Does yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> to me twice? I'm the fool. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, people, I've made mistakes, and everybody True. in this room's made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And if and if people have not allowed you to develop through your mistakes, you're going to be the same guy making the same mistake. Yeah. I told somebody the other day I'm on my fiftieth second chance. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean right. that's the only way you learn. That's, and uh, a failure. So, luckily, I
1: still have ten fingers and ten toes. Yeah. Whether it be fireworks or team roping or hammer time.
0: Yeah.
2: Just lucky to be upright. Sure, sure. And you know the and by, I guess back to your question, the ups and downs. I mean, in me, I can I, everything's an up. Sure. Because every day you wake up, it's up. It's good, man. I hear you. you you got nothing to complain about. Yeah. You know, I I haven't missed a meal. You know, I'm not hot. I'm not cold. I mean, everything's up to me. Yeah. And do I have bad days? Sure. No, that's not true. I have bad minutes. You know, I have a bad hour. Right. I don't have bad days. I like that. I want to remember that. Because I
1: always said, there's good days and there's days that's not as good you can have bad minutes and still be a good day. That's right. I like that. Yeah. Put that on a (laughs) T-shirt. Cocktail (laughs) napkin or something. I'd like to pass that around. There's two things I want to do. I want to build a thinking cap. Instead of Fifth Wheel Mafia cap, I want to put thinking cap and pass it around. And then the other one's going to be, it's good days, it's just bad minutes.
2: That's right. And and if you live your life that way, I don't care if you're in the trucking business, the tire business. Uh, I don't don't care what you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Don't don't let three minutes wreck 24 hours. That's foolish.
0: Yeah, 100%.
2: And, you know, you, you go back to saying mega carriers and, and things like that, and I just look at that and go, you know what? If it is, it is. If it ain't, it ain't. I ain't worried about it. Sure. I'm, I'm not. If I do, I mean, it would be no different than integrity trucks and tires and so on and so worrying about what Wingfoot's doing. Don't worry about what they're doing. Do you? It's gonna be okay. Don't oh, yeah. worry about them. Sure, I
1: worried about them for twelve years. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I did. Didn't get you nowhere. Can't worry. Uh, worked
1: twelve years. Moved eight <laughs> times. Got me four also. <laughs> <laughs> Two divorces. <laughs> Three bankrupts. in <Archards laughs> a pear, pear tree. tree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep on talking. We're gonna write a country song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least your dog gonna come back. What's uh, old, what
2: was his name? Sean. Worked with y'all. Sean Goodyear. Anderson. No, Sean. He's from like Pennsylvania or Oh, God. Uh, he came to Rodman after he left Goodyear Wingfoot.
1: And I think he's a district salesman for Peterbilt yes, now. Yeah, works for Peterbilt he Mississippi, does. or Alabama. Um, or Sheck Snyder or something like that. Sean Snyder. Sh- Snyder, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was my district sales manager at the time. And then I hired his stepbrother, Jason, to run the location in Lubbock. But then we sold that location to Mac Waters. Best decision we ever made was to sell that location. But uh, yeah, I can go, I can remember going to Rodman. Oh, man, back in the day. The only thing I really remember, one, is how much money they didn't pay us. And two, was that big old desk that was made out of that. D9 cat track
2: yeah, in the conference room.
1: Okay, so the last time I saw that table, I was at uh, right across the street from Martin Marietta and Frisco. There's a warehouse there. Maybe not Martin Marietta. It's. Uh,
2: Mara Cinecola.
1: Cinecola. There's a warehouse, and it wasn't Frisco Construction at the Vilhauer. Villhauer had that table. It was in their warehouse. Who knows where it's at now? But that's one thing I've always remembered was that conference room and that – I don't know how they got the table in there. Built it around. I don't know how I they guess. got a table out of there. Dynamite, I guess. John Wayne way. But, uh, yeah, that's how far I go back with Wingfoot. It was Treadco when we were in Louisiana. It was Treadco and Southern Tire Sales. Mr. Bernard Richards owned everything on 35 and 20. Uh, Goodyear wanted to be number one retreader. In North America overnight, so they bought Treadco, uh BR retreading. I mean the list goes on and on and on. Brad Reagan sold everything, then bought it back. But uh yeah, I hadn't heard Wingfoot in a long time. Yeah. That was uh that was the days. That was the days. I mean I'd put a highway tread on a low pro twenty two five case and, and sell it to the customer for eighty nine dollars. Was making ten dollars a retread. Mm. Yeah, pre-cure three six well was three fourteen at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turned in Unicircle three sixteen and all that other. But man, it's crazy. It is. Who would have thunk it? What you doing in October? We got to get on your calendar for the truck show
2: here. I just had to look football and baseball. Kids wide open. Yeah, ma course, high school ball this year, depending on, you know, JV or varsity will be Thursday right. or Friday night. But that's the problem with the truck show, deal, And uh, they're all in the spring, and my boys play select travel ball. I mean, I was telling – I can't remember. I got home Monday night, 10.30 from Atlanta. I'd been there for 13 days because one boy played, got done, and the day he finished the other one started. So we just – Just right there. Stayed right there in you Stayed one more day. You could have got your mail there. <laughs> <laughs> then we leave to go to Cary, South Carolina in like a week. But, you know, most of the season they play local. But local. Come June, July, they, they travel. So
1: Well, there's a pretty good program being from Louisiana like I am. There's a pretty good program, college baseball program down in Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah, uh, Been known to play some pretty good ball. So, if them if kids want to grow up and play baseball, I highly recommend them be Louisiana State University baseball players. Uh, we beat Florida two out of three.
2: So. I just don't know if I can do the purple and yellow. Well, you can work. You can go naked. Just send
1: <laughs> the towel to Baton Rouge. Naked with an L on my chest.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I've seen that at the football games. Matter of fact, I know I have. Uh, maybe I was the L. <laughs> Uh But yeah, so what is that October what? October 13th and 14th. Um, I'll have to ask Coach. We will run the parade this year through Denton. Um, Jay Hawthorne, I think, has run through the invites. Love to have you part of the Fifth Wheel Mafia be on the square. Uh, trucks come through. I think they're going to change the route just a little bit this year, but it'll still be on the square. Dust dark, lights on, horns going. Last year I thought was a decent crowd. I think we had both sides of the square filled up. We'd like to add a few more people. Um, yeah, it's a great time.
2: It, there's a lot of years when I bring a truck over to that deal, I just drop it off. You know, mm-hmm. I just got a baseball game or football game or whatever, yep. and I just let it sit there and then. Moss and Jay will call me and go yep. like last year I told Dirk and I said, Shane Durkin from Lamatara. I said, mm-hmm. I'm running late. If you need to park it, park it. Park <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Well, I uh so Steve, uh Steve Moss, Jay Hawthorne, uh myself, coach, um can't think of Salty's last name. Rick McCurk. I think we were all down at the Texas Motor Speedway. Of course, you see the poster up there. But we were all up there helping with that truck show and the reveal party. Right, I saw Uh, you down there. So it was, um, we started 5 o'clock or so that Sunday. We parked till dark, and then we parked all day Monday. Put 200 trucks, bobtails and combos in pretty tight. And uh, it was quite. There's been talk that they want to do that every year. Would uh, it replace
2: the – They don't want it to replace the family so day. both of them. So, you would have both of them. I'm going to tell you what. I was talking to Moss on that deal. And to mm-hmm. be able to come with 200 trucks on a weekday, I mean, they what they wind up with, 180 trucks? It was right at, yeah, 186, mm-hmm. 192. That's a bang-up like job. That uh, it was
0: impressive. Yes. It, I mean, it was impressive.
2: To get that many folks. Yeah. and. And even up until the last days, I was talking to people and and there were still people saying, hey, tell them if they need a spot, I'll run by there. Yep. And that tells you the community you have whenever mm-hmm. I was talking mm-hmm. earlier about the passion and the love. You know, yep. when it's, it's, it's not, it wasn't about coming there to win a trophy. Yep. Hey, if they got a blank spot and need a truck, I'm in, let me know. Mm-hmm. It got to the point
1: where if you need a truck, let me know. But there was also people that, tried to find loads into North Texas so they could come to the show and just be a part of it. Right. There was thirty trucks parked out there uh in the parking lot where people were just coming in. They had they designed their loads to park or deliver Bridgeport, Dallas, Canton, wherever, but to get back through Dallas just and to just by. to come up to, or get to Fort Worth and come up to that show.
0: Um, I thought it was. We
1: might need a little more security next year if we have it. Kind of got wild,
0: and they—they yeah, uh, they had some of the trailers that were so heavy when they dropped them. <laughs> they br- broke through the asphalt. Really they had to get some tow trucks out there to lift. So life. over the
1: where we staged, and I, I put it on our Facebook and everything, like it was uh, the temperature was so hot, it was warm. Those trailers were loaded with broken glass, and. They when they went so far in the asphalt, they went all the way to the the handle. Like you couldn't get the handle and crank it one time without hitting the asphalt. Wow. Heavy. Heavy, heavy, heavy stuff.
0: But no, it was a very impressive show. That was it's really cool. Definitely. Yep. Definitely if they have it, again, you gotta make it. One thing I like, or I
1: guess three things I really like. The three guys and gals that won all were cattle haulers. Everybody had a double decker. Mm. Now, that? I think Conrad's got the coolest. Conrad, record. that's right. Conrad Shadows. And I don't uh,
2: know that he's got the coolest truck, but he's, he's got the, the coolest, coolest person. story. He's yep. the coolest person. I mean, the one thing I met Conrad, I don't know if it was, when was he at the employee deal this year? Or it last would have been like 22. 22, yes. Okay. So my son was there. So uh, I went up talked to Conrad. He told me, showed me, carried on, and res- very respectful. And he holds no bars about it. He'll tell you where the money came from, how the truck was built, yep. and he's got a phenomenal story there. But the most important part to me out of all of that is my little 11, 12-year-old son, Conrad, 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 Conrad. And then he's taking his friends over. You got to come talk to Conrad. You got to come talk to Conrad. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and when we show up down here at the 589 unveiling, Conrad recognized him. He's like, hey, Will, come here. Talking to him. Conrad's a phenomenal person. 100%. That whole family,
1: ranching, auctions, cattle business. Yeah, grandpa, dad, him. Um, that paint job. I mean, he's even got it on the half-ton Ford pickup. Yeah. I mean, they all match.
2: Cab-overs the cab pick, pick up. He probably got underwear like I
1: that. Probably, <laughs> I probably. I would not doubt. I'm going to text him. I'm going to ask him. We need a, for the Fifth Wheel Mafia going live. We Hair the after, after Dark, dark episode. You got black, purple, and gold underwear on. Yeah. I know, RC was over here yesterday. We were talking about Fifth Wheel Mafia After Dark. It's the 99 cent episode you have to purchase. Conrad in his drawers. That's yeah. going to be... Oh, uh, and Julie with a nickname. Oh, yeah. Oh, gracious. Bleep. I hate to go so far before the beginning, but you opened up with that's a tearjerker. Lost my dad in the truck that you started driving for that company.
2: Well, or hate their part of us. Part of yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I was too young. I didn't know the difference, you know. But it, it's the people, you know what I mean? Generations.
0: Mm-hmm. Pretty neat deal. Yeah, that's Cheers. what that's what draws me to it is most of the people, uh, but good people. I mean, it's hard to find that in this world, in this industry someday, so that's what I love about it. I know? think,
2: you know, in the 60s and 70s, if your last name was Rainer, you drove for Sonny Campbell. Mm. I mean, it was just – it was almost like the younger – you know, my Uncle Robert was the oldest, plumbed down to like my Uncle Ricky. And it was almost like, hey, you're 18. This is what you're going to do. You're going to go work for Sonny. You know, I'm sure that that was not the thing, but that was the thing. You know, Uh, you want to be a cow hauler and you live in El Paso and Sonny Campbell was the way to go. Yeah. And then Pete Robinson's Sonny's son-in-law and – he drove for him, and then Sonny helped him get trucks, and he and Sarah had trucks. And mm-hmm. You'd drive for Sonny until you got mad at Sonny, and you'd go to work for Pete. Work for Pete till you got mad at Pete and go to work for Sonny. But nobody was mad. No. you know. Yeah. You see, there in North Louisiana,
1: I can remember we had Dick Simon Trucking, We had Vernon Sawyer, yep. which now, is we all know, was KLLM, and then Forrester Products and Duff Brothers, and then Old Timey Express, and then Cy Motor Freight. It seemed like there was a fifth one, Southern something, I forget. But that that's just what you saw on the road. We didn't see many J.B. Hunts or Snyder Nationals or Walmarts, but you saw Dick Simon Trucking, you saw Old Time Express, Si Motor Freight, I wish I could remember the other ones, but Vernis all year, of course. I mean, that was the – either going to lay brick, work in the oil field, or go drive a truck. Are you going to try to get some kind of education and get out of Franklin Parish?
2: And I can tell you what I'm going to do. I ain't laying no brick.
1: <laughs> I did it for a minute or two, and uh, it don't take long to get your pencil sharpened and go back to them studies. That's right. Uh, that and roofing.
2: So that's what, and that was cool. When I was, I graduated from West Texas A and M or Canyon, and I, I went. To, I, a cool story I'll tell you one. I, planes, planes transportation out on road. Slash Plains Livestock. Uh, I was 20, 20 years old, and I'd go by and say, hey, I want to drive a truck. Too young. Go back by there. How am I going to be drive a truck? You're just too young. How old are you? 20. Just come back in a few years. Wake show goes by. I'll go back by there. Hey, I want to drive a truck. We done told you no. Yeah, I know. I was just checking make sure you didn't change your mind. So went by there, went by there, went by there, went by there. And... Uh, one day, I, through time, I got to know Jack Miller, which was the owner, just for me being there, just a the pesky kid, you know. And uh, I'm standing there one day, and Jack, comes. he says, Dang, what are you doing here? I said, Trying to get you to put me to work. And uh, he says, Come with me. Takes me to the safety office. And he says, Jackie processed this boy, and put him in a truck. She said, Jack, he's too young. We can't. He said, I, that, Well, what does it matter? And she said, Well, the insurance would be high. And he goes, Hell, if he'll show up to work as much as he shows up looking for a job, he'd be the best hand we got. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I hauled Selborne cattle after school every day, taking 15 hours of college and hauled Selborne cattle. But when that deal first started, Jimmy Paul Smith was a cattle dispatcher. So when I first started working for him, I was hauling affiliated foods and doing whatever worked. And I'd go, I want to haul cattle. I'm going to haul cattle. Oh, you're not hauling cattle. You're punky little college kids. You're going to haul cattle for me. Blah, 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 blah. And it keeps on, keeps on. When well, I'm sitting in class one day and I'm tired, I think I'd went to Espinosa, New Mexico that night with a yep. load of groceries and come into class and I'm tired the teacher said something that pissed me off. I don't remember what it was. Right. And Probably good morning, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> yeah. Hi. <laughs>
0: what? What? <laughs> Talk to me
2: like that. So I just stood up and got my books, and she said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm done with this program," and I just walked out of class, drove to Plains, and walked into Jimmy Paul's office, and I said, "What truck you want me to take? Where am I loading cattle at?" And he goes, "I told you, you ain't no punky college kid going to haul cattle for me." I said, "That's great, because I quit about an hour ago," <laughs> and <laughs> he sent me to tow you to the cell barn, and I loaded at the cell barn, and my phone rang. No, I called the eight hundred number before cell phones. Told him I was empty in Hereford. And Don Remlin said, that Jack said, You need to come by by the office. So I go back up to the office, and Jack pulls me in there and he goes, Clean your stuff out of the truck. I said, I just got in it. He goes, Ain't no quitter going to work for me. I said, Well, we got a problem. Jimmy Paul says no punk college kids are going to work for him, and you said no quitter is going to work for you. So what are we going to do? So he goes into Jimmy Paul and he says, This boy is going to haul sell barn cattle after school every day as long as he'll go back to school the worst part about that whole deal was Thursday Wednesday when I went back to class I had to walk in that teacher and go you know what I've changed my mind mm, like I stay here. Right.
1: <laughs> can I get another professor <laughs> I want to take this class with somebody I'm going to have to drop this and redo it Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take a
2: withdrawal and you know I'm, I'm thankful for that you know yeah. because uh, yeah, that I day so. I would have quit school sure all I wanted to do was be a cow oh, that's all I wanted to do yeah. didn't care
0: that's good. It's better than my dropout story.
2: <laughs> you know, I think it's
0: funny that I'm pretty sure I had the same professor. That was, yeah, I know RC was <laughs> in that
1: same circle for a few years, <laughs> so he he can tell you a lot about that country.
2: It was, and and they're good people. I still, of course, Jack Miller's dead, but Jane Grip's still around there, and I talked to, I still talk to a lot of them guys. Pretty good stuff.
0: Good.
1: Well, to wrap it up, uh, I know where I'm headed to Avalene myself, and Tyler's got to finish his day out and week. Uh, Appreciate you coming in. Yes, sir. Uh, Look forward to doing this again. Um, Got some swag for you here. The girls in the office are running some new numbers on merch, so you can look on all the social media platforms. Contact Miss Julie, Miss Cody via the platforms, and uh, I know RC's working on some new drawings, some new cups, koozies, air fresheners, keychains, chapstick. Yeah. All chapstick. Of the above. Pampers. Pampers. <laughs> 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 Gotta get up. what's our color if if uh oh, Conrad's up? got blue and <laughs> I would have to text him that one. Oh, Goodness. purple and gold, baby. Purple, purple and gold. gold. <laughs> oh Lord, I tell you. Mm-mm-mm. I'll look at the dates. We'll uh I think it's October the thirteenth. Love to have you. We'll uh, get together. Well, I know we always go to Babes on Thursday uh, for a meal. Friday we have it at the Peterbilt plant. Hopefully, ever the, all the dates match up. Get to visit again. Um, coach is out of town right now on vacation, but I'll definitely reach out to him. Tell him we appreciate you coming down. You. Hopefully, we didn't uh, use up too much of your time. No. I don't think you had too far to travel. I've
2: got I've got two at home working. Let's go so we'll check on them.
1: <laughs> there you go. On the drive home, you can say, hey, make sure you do this also. <laughs> if you finish with that project, jump on this other <laughs> one. Just pick out something I but, don't want to do. That's right. Yeah.
2: You done? Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Yeah, good. Right. Get, get that weed eater right. out. I was going to say, weed <laughs> that fence line.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, we had a weed eater all the way through high school. and When I got home from college the first semester, Daddy had invested in a pump-up sprayer and had sprayed Roundup
2: Everywhere after you left home, yeah.
1: Never you know, had. You know uh, they had
2: rounded sprayers when you. It still was at me. Home. I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> and then uh second semester, I think I come home. I looked out in the front yard. There's prime star. There's one of them baby dishes over there. You know, talking to Tokyo. Mama's gotta watch the college football. I've been looking for a satellite or cable TV since. The- well, you moved out. We had to get the prime star. We right, turned here's in the, the tenfold. Oh, I'm a pair of holding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Couldn't one see the leg and in there, off the back of it. Yeah, it. A pair of vice grips that run the knob.
2: Yep, I was the remote control. <laughs> yeah, Lord help.
1: Yeah. Back in the day, that's uh, 1900 <laughs> and some time. Well, we're gonna sign off. RC uh, Tyler, bring us on to the house. <laughs>